The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Thank you, it's Kevin into Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. With me is mainly always is Chicago's King of Geeks, Elliot Serrano. How are you, Elliot? Can I tell you something? Of course. I, this is why we're recording things. They're they're dancing in the streets. They are dancing in the streets, John. You wanna know why? Are they Mick Jagger and David Bowie? That too. Because that's Them why too. they're dancing. Although one not as just I remember David is well no longer with us. But Super Mario Brothers save the movies. Did you hear? No, I, I, I will tell you this. I went to John Wick 4 last night, which is probably my greatest thing in the world. It was actually really good. Um, but the uh, when we went to the AMC, uh, the entire lobby was trashed. There was no soda in like, you know, the you know, like the choose your own soda thing. There was nothing but diet. <laughs> and they were like, the slushy was just pumping out corn syrup and everything was a mess. And I'm like, this is usually a really nice AMC. And then we went into the theater and the theater was beautiful. And I'm like, oh, because this is the rated R movie. So all the kids went to Super Mario and trashed the joint. They they did. And families went and trashed the joint because apparently this is the movie that, that everyone, all families had been waiting for. Unless, of course, you're the folks who did shazam fury of the gods hoping that families would go see that and they did and they did not well my youngest my nine-year-old is super into mario brothers no pun intended but uh he was like i'm not seeing that he's like he's like it's star lord and charlie (laughs) (laughs) but it i i again it's funny that the there was so much negative uh chatter going around about it whether it was whether it was cr- some critics who were panning it and some f- fanboys who I swear to God, I f- I'm trying to remember what site wrote an article and it was pure clickbait. If you ask me saying that the original super Mario brothers movie with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo was better than the new super Mario brothers movie in every possible way. I doubt that. I'm like, y- you got you really, Really? Is that the take that we're going well, with right it now? It reminds me of when Space Jam 2 came out. And I think Steven was on the podcast saying this. And people were like, oh, it's not as good as the old Space Jam. I was like, really? Because the old Space Jam was terrible. It, <laughs> so it's like, it's like if you're shit, are, are you now liquid shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. But even I thought his acting was bad in that. Yeah. Know? Not when good. Wayne Knight shows up and shows you up mm-hmm. um, in a movie, that's how bad. But it was still fun for the for the uh, novelty of it. I mean, I think this is like right after Roger Rabbit, uh, Space Jam. Yeah, it's a good seven years after yeah. Roger Rabbit. Yeah, right. But that they were doing that sort of thing. It, w- it would be before you had live action and animation, two D animation, getting mm-hmm. combined all the time. So there was well, still- it was yeah. well, it was based on a commercial. So right. it was like people liked the commercial and they were like, there's a future film out of this. There wasn't. But <laughs> no. And and add to that that the LeBron version was actually better, it had better animation, better everything. Heck, yeah, but it was more know. cynical. It was all about it was so much about I yeah. you know, they shoved like Rick and Morty in the middle of it, and pretty much every single Warner Brothers character, because it's like, hey, it was it was like uh Ready Player One, which was a book and a movie I did not like. Yeah. Uh it was like, here's all the licenses we have on the screen. You know, Ready Player One changed 60% of the characters that they referenced because they got what they only got what that studio owned. Right. So, but anyway, we're here to celebrate Star Wars. We were told all weekend, especially if you're in London, <laughs> you're supposed to be celebrating Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, that's when Obi-Wan comes back, right? I mean, it's Easter weekend and Obi-Wan sure looks a hell of a lot like Jesus. Well, well, yeah. Well, although at Star Wars Celebration, he had the most British mustache I've ever seen you and McGregor have. And and 
I I gotta tell you, had a little bit of a a little bit of a double chin thing going there when he looked down a bit. I'm like, uh, uh he's. Uh, I, I I'm starting to feel a little better about myself. He's well, yeah. I mean, he's he's in his upper fifties. Hey, I was walking to John Wick four, and he wasn't moving as fast. I was watching Molly Shannon host Saturday Night Live this weekend, and I love Molly Shannon, but when she did Sally O'Malley, she didn't kick as high as she did back in the aughts when she was playing a fifty year old. Now she's a sixty year old going, I'm fifty. We all we're all aging at the same time frame. Well, yeah, but Molly Shannon still has legs that go all the way down to the floor. Yeah, me. she does. I saw her in a Citibank once in like 2004, and I gotta say, I was always, I was, I always really liked Molly Shannon. She's just a pure spirit, too. I mean, you saw like when they were saying the goodbyes at the end, and she yeah. was just so happy, and have <clears throat> and just just being just so kind and and loving. Yeah, you can't you can't help. Me. Yeah. Right, my dog agrees with me. Yeah, Bunny Penny has got a lot to say today. What is going on? Is someone dangling meat outside your house? <laughs> uh, well, I'm uh, recording in my family room. The patio window's open, which we haven't been able to have for a while because of the weather. But now, yes, he's alerting everyone that um, this is her block and uh, you need to move along. Well, uh, yeah, apparently every one of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because I'll listen to past uh, episodes and I'm like, when? oh, yeah, that's when she chimed in. You can always yeah. hear her from time. I want to give like a prize when people can tell me, t- tell me at what mark, at what episode does Money Penny chime in and then go from there. Money Penny starting her own podcast, which is yeah. just that. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but back to the uh, Star Wars celebration, though. Yeah. Uh, th- th- oh, that's another thing, too. Uh Let's celebrate Star Wars, and it's it's funny because you you you're watching it online. You know, you, you if I was following, I was watching some of the live streams on YouTube. I mean, it was in London, so there was no way I was going to make it to that anyway. Well, did you go to the Chicago one? It was about three four years ago, yes. right before the pandemic. Yeah, that's what I remember. That was the weekend that they had the celebration and. C2E2, like back to back. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were talking about that last week. Yeah. That, You're that, still tired. It almost killed me. Yes. yes. The two, having the two back to back. So, um, so there was, and I was like, I don't, it wasn't for us anyway. It was for let, to let people in Europe get a chance to go to a celebration and so on. But still, well, I think next year they announced Tokyo. Tokyo, yes. So no, it's, that's, it's really a worldwide thing. It's the opposite of San Diego. I think they, I think it's 2025. Next, there'll be in An- Anaheim back next. It's like they alternate another location every other year. Okay. Because I think they go, they they bounce between Florida and Anaheim, and then they bounce around between Europe and other locations. So, <clears throat> but um, you wouldn't know watching Star Wars Celebration how freaking toxic Star Wars fandom is or can be. Well, that's the thing. Maybe it isn't. I know, I know this is a cause for you, uh, the toxic uh, fandom on social network, but I, I was surprised by like there just seemed to be a good feeling in the air. And there was not this was we're at a point with Star Wars where we don't have a major thing to look forward to. They talked about three movies, which all sound interesting. We can get into them, but they've also talked about six movies that didn't happen. And the the only things we really have to point to is a bunch of different streaming shows. So we don't have we don't have this mountain, this peak movie of Star Wars that we always did. Star Wars is like feels like it's more spread out. You know, it was a lot of the celebrities they had, it was like, oh, yeah, this person's on that show. This person's on that show. But it wasn't like the main thing. It wasn't like Harrison Ford, uh, which was the last celebration, I think, came out and showed the first trailer for Indiana Jones. And so maybe it, it felt it seemed more relaxed. It almost felt like Doctor Who in that way of yeah. like just we we all like this science fiction thing. And, um, you know, it, I when I go to celebration, I'm telling you. People are happy. People are loving everything, you know, and then you go, you're right. It is a, for some reason, social media decides it wants to be like an alternate timeline because then you have all the folks who didn't go to celebration, (coughs) pardon me, that didn't go to celebration grousing about whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, one, uh, there's a guy on my, on my feed who's generally a really positive dude. And I was surprised that 
when they made the announcement of Daisy Ridley coming back that uh, his, his, uh, he posted, uh, no one wanted, uh, what we, uh, was it? Um, we all wanted to see Daisy Ridley return said no one ever. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's the, uh, superlatives it's like a trumpism of like everybody's doing this everybody's doing it. i liked as daisy ridley i hated rise of skywalker but i'm kind of interested in like apparently a standalone movie that's set 15 years later it's not the fourth one of those you know it's a new story with this character and i'm fine with it I, you know i'm i'm a much more casual star wars fan than you i was die hard with a new hope and empire strikes back and, and looking back when return of the Jedi came out, uh, it's not as good as a movie as the other two. And I felt I was about probably 11 and I was like, okay, star Wars is over. And then that kind of just shut off, you know, and I really only love those two movies, but I see everything cause I'm interested, but I never, I never worked up enough to get, really mad anymore i'm also not worked up to get really excited anymore i have to admit no no again it's <clears throat> don't get me wrong too it's not like i'm woo let's go i mean uh because i've kind of <clears throat> I, I have i seen everything on streaming i mean i'm trying to say it. i've not watched all of clone wars uh so yeah i can't finish the animated series i just no. feel i i don't like the style of animation and i also feel like you know i'm 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 Sally O'Malley. I'm 50. <laughs> um, I know the cartoons are not talking to me. Right. And I feel that. And th there was a shift. I don't know. Um, probably when I was about 40, like when Disney XD was pumping out a lot of Marvel shows, like Ultimate Spider-Man and Avengers Assemble and Guardians of the Galaxy. And I was like, why am I not into these? I'm like, because you're 40. It's like, you know, even when, when I was 20, I, it was a stretch to watch Fox Kids in the 90s. Yeah. And back then it was like, oh my God, Bishop is in a cartoon. <laughs> but, but you know, now he's been in several. It's hard to get that going again. So uh, I have the one problem I have with The Mandalorian is Dave Filoni keeps bringing plot threads from Clone Wars and Rebels. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. um, and he's trying to set up Ahsoka now because that's the next big thing that's going to be hit. And apparently he's working on a movie that's supposed to like combine everything. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing with the exclusion of Andor because Andor takes place in a different timeline. And, you know, if, if this timeline is like the Picard of streaming, Andor has been dead for 20 years. He's been dead for 20 years, which <clears throat> see, here's the thing. Dave Filoni keeps bringing back all these characters from Rebels. Okay. All these characters that predate uh you know a new hope and so for and they they never showed up at all during, throughout the classic trilogy so now it's he's disproving more and more that all the characters from rogue one had to die because mm. they didn't show up because uh, you could have actually you could have always said they were off screen somewhere else just like all these characters from rebels well and that's the problem i have with ahsoka uh is like i'm i'm curious about it but the whole fact of the trilogy is that luke was the chosen one luke was our last hope and ahsoka's just like wandering around out there like why wasn't ahsoka the new hope Be simply because she wasn't created yet yeah and then, i mean they, they they could always you can always rationalize it was that the only reason luke could defeat vader because luke was the only one who had who vader would have like that emotional bond with to finally turn to the light he's redeemed by his children not by his padawan not by you know a yeah friend. but it has to be a, right right and that's the other thing ahsoka is anakin's padawan because of clone wars and this is a trained jedi who survived the clone wars mm -hmm. but is nowhere to be seen in nowhere. the fall of the empire it's you know it, it it's definitely retconning but you know it, it reminds me it reminds me a lot of x-men of like apocalypse has been around for thousands and thousands of years yeah but you created him in the late 80s when the x-men were already 10 years into their peak so why wouldn't have why wouldn't apocalypse had gotten involved when gene turned into dark phoenix because he wasn't created yet mm -hmm. so you know I, I think there are times though you can retcon things where it fits i mean there'll always be you can always find little cracks in the narrative in the past to fit things in kind of like to to explain why things are a certain way when there is no explanation but yeah but as you're saying it's kind of like shoehorning stuff 
it's all together, which is, yeah. But again, hey, <clears throat> you know what? People people love it. People watch Clone Wars. There are a lot of folks who love Ahsoka. They're looking forward to it. I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum if that's what you want, if you're looking forward to it. Hey, more power to you. Or say, the Force is with you, okay? That's great. Mm -hmm. Just don't say, I am one with the Force and the Force is with me because everyone who says that ends up dying. <laughs> I have been thinking about that a lot lately because that character is in John Wick 4 and it took me a half an hour to figure that out. Because <laughs> he's blind in John Wick 4 too and I'm like, is that Jet Li? Who is that? Because he's wearing glasses and I was like, oh my God, I'm one with the Force, the Force is with me. And then he fights John Wick and I was like, okay. Is that Donnie Ewan? I think it's Donnie Ewan. Yes, I believe yeah. so. The um, Yeah, and I think there is a lot of room in Star Wars. One of the reasons I like uh, Mandalorian and Andor is they are these kind of desolate periods of Star Wars that the movies haven't touched. You know, the thing I loved about Andor was it just showed the slow shittiness of the Empire. You know, that like when when I first saw Phantom Menace, I felt this real disconnect, which I never quite got over. I'm like, this doesn't feel like the Star Wars universe at all. Because in those prequels, we don't see the universe turn into the universe of new hope. And that gives room for things like Andor to come in and go like, this is how we went from the shininess of Naboo to the crappiness of Tatooine. Uh, so I think there's plenty of room to play in there. Mandalorian as well is, especially now that there is the Ray trilogy. It's like, okay, so why, why did the new Republic fail within 20 years? That confused me seeing force awakens. I, I, the thing that threw me, I was like, really? The whole point of six movies was that we would overthrow the Empire? And in 20 years later, there's a rebellion that's as well-sourced as the Empire and has their own stormtroopers, and the Republic can't deal with it? I'm like, where, where, how the hell would that, did that happen? And Mandalorian, especially this season, has been filling that in, and I feel like those are necessary for me to understand all the Star Wars. That episode with the um, Moff Gideon scientist on Coruscant, you know, which some people had a problem with because it wasn't really a Mandalorian episode. But I was like, oh, it reminded me of Andor in that way of like it's showing why it was shitty is that the New Republic was so afraid of being the Empire that they wouldn't do anything the Empire did right. It's and yet and yet they are. And yet they are. Yeah. That whole thing with the rehabilitation. Uh, mm -hmm. And they're going. That's kind of unethical, if you ask me. Yep. You, know, you want to rehabilitate former imperial officers by altering their brains? That's because what I always got from Andor was it wasn't that the Empire turned you evil. It wasn't that they made you evil. It's just that, you know, there were some people who just love authoritarianism and they'll go along with it if they have they get power from it. And they can benefit from it. They'll just go along with it. Right. And that, and that explains the remnants in Mandalorian. That The thing that fascinated me that first episode was those rusty stormtroopers. I was like, wait, they're still out there? Because, you know, Return of the Jedi, we were led to believe you throw the Empire down a well. The Emperor, <laughs> and, then, and then Ewoks dance. And that's it. And it's like, no, there's a lot of guys who are still sticking with it. I mean... You know, uh, not to turn it political, but fuck it. Trump's been out of office for two years and we're <laughs> yeah. still dealing. We have the remnants, the MAGA remnants, and they got dirty, rusty red hats out there. Uh, make make the empire great again. Mm -hmm. Or no, they'd be Mara's. Make the empire rise again. Oh, some bullshit. Moff Gideon is innocent. He did nothing wrong. <laughs> Emperor Palpatine had... Uh, he didn't uh, destroy Alderaan. Alderaan destroyed itself. Because <laughs> they said, because because they said no. Because <laughs> so, so, yeah. Leia said Dantooine, it's all her fault. Yeah, Dantooine. The folks on Dantooine are like, the what? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> so, so again, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but even as you're saying, with what's happening with the Andor Mandalorian, you know, Ahsoka's going to come back. I, I'll be honest. The only thing I'm waiting for right now, and I don't know if I'm ever really going to get it, um, because they're they're already saying, yeah, we're going to show Daisy Ridley, uh, you know, rebuilding the Jedi Order. Hey, how about this? When do I get to see Luke as a Jedi Master rebuild the build the Jedi Order? Mandalorian. Yeah, but they when? had him in two episodes. 
Yeah, the the very beginning, right? That we we're seeing that he when we see him in the Mandalorian, the little robots are building all the little huts and stuff that we will later see get destroyed in the Force Awakens, right? But I mean, that's it. That's all I get. I never get to see. And outside of that one really cool sequence where he goes to rescue, you know, the Mandalorian and uh, Cara Dune and and um, Bo Katan and them, and, and you know, from Moth Gideon and the the Death Troopers, you know, that awesome scene where Luke, you know, just cuts his way through. And uh, yes, you can find the reaction videos on YouTube, and you see grown men my age crying because. That's what we've been waiting for for so long. We finally get it. Is that the only time we're going to get it? Yeah, we see him try to kill Kylo Ren too. We get that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that that that's yeah, that's let's not start on. Yeah, I think the pro- the problem with that is that you have to recast Mark Hamill and I don't know if they're willing to do that. Uh the deep takes not quite there. I mean, they tried it with Rogue One. It got better with Mandalorian. It looks like it's getting better with Indiana Jones, which I assume we're going to spend the rest of the hour talking about. Uh but I don't Unless you want to make, um, unless you finally want to make Winter Soldier Mark Hamill like everybody wants. Uh, I don't know that we can use the established characters in live action. It's like to, for, it's I, Solo. I think I feel like they looked at Solo and thought it didn't work. There are two things, though, I would say. I'll, I'll, I'll argue both sides of that. One, why, what's, what's the problem with recasting? You know, I mean, it's it, again. We've talked about this. Star Trek has done it twice already. With right, we back, we have three Spocks, right? <clears throat> three Spocks and three Kirks now. Yeah, yeah. yeah a new they Kirk showed, showed up in Stranger uh, Worlds. Stranger Worlds. So, what, what's the problem with that? But then again, as we're going to see with Dial of Destiny, uh, the the de aging, <laughs> the de aging technology that Luke uh, ILM has developed looks pretty good you yeah, know yeah we we got a new trailer and man those new shots are it looks, looks really good and i've even seen some folks do um <clears throat> some at-home de-aging on their laptop computers and they posted it you know with harrison ford i'm like that looks pretty good and, and if you want to do it for a streaming show you know yeah the problem with that is it's a magic trick and once you know how the trick is done then you start to see the trick. That is true. That it's is true. Uh, it's the reason that Lord of the Rings holds up better than The Hobbit because Lord of the Rings used every kind of filmmaking to make it work. It's like, we need to make The Hobbit shorter. Well, sometimes it's forced perspective. Sometimes it's digital. Sometimes it's editing. So you can never figure out and go, well, that's where it is. Where The Hobbit, everything was CG. And you're like, eh, CG, CG, CG. Yeah, yeah. So with a deep fake, you're stuck with doing it that one way. Yeah. Uh, although I will say, I... Uh, I was today years old, not really today, but it, it was so, so recent that I figured out that they made all the elves in Elf short using Force Perspective. I, I could have sworn they did some, I thought it was Favreau sh- using some new, you know, digital shrinking technology on Bob Newhart. No, it was all Force Perspective. Well, he know? absolutely copied Lord of the Rings. It's all yeah. the same techniques. It was it's, really it's, clever. it's like the volume. He, he figured out the volume for... Uh, Lion King, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Oh, you're in Star Wars, and now everybody uses now Star Trek uses it. It's you know, somebody figures out how to do it, and then everybody starts doing it. So yeah, I mean, so it's hard for me to get really enthused for new Star Wars right now because the stuff that I've been waiting for for like a really long time, it looks like I'm just not going to get it. And so I'll I'll enjoy what I got and let other people enjoy what they get. Yeah, I'm I'm getting some of it, but I'm like. I'm I'm interested, and I, I remained interested. And then Hasbro's had their panel, and Hasbro's been at this so long that they were like, "Look, everybody, Return of the Jedi, Luke. Look, everybody, another R2-D2. one." Yeah. It's like <laughs> they're they're out of characters. You know, there's an Andor wave, there's Mandalorian waves, but I'm like, dude, ten years ago you came out with the six inch line, and that still feels new to me. And you're redoing characters from that and i'm like okay this luke looks better but i'm not like i'm not running out to get him you know um the reason i stay in marvel legends is that yesterday i got ronin the accuser and last week i got a five pack that had strife and zero and pretty boy it's like these are characters nobody bothered to make and that that's why i'm in this and that uh which is also why i was 
very excited when the panel changed to Indiana Jones. Uh, they, it seems like they announced the full second wave. I have the first wave. I know you, you have a couple of them and they announced the full second wave. And then the pipeline showed the third wave. And at that, and when they showed the third wave, I was like, you could stop there. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be really happy with it. Yeah. No, some of the figures, I mean, finally, finally getting the short round that I've been hoping for. And, and he has everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, a Temple of Doom indie that looks great. Looks yeah, incredible. as well as Cairo indie. And it's like, it's two different ripped shirts. They, they clearly made like a, they, they made a bare chested indie and then they created two different like open shirts for those two. And then, then of course, being Hasbro and being brilliant, they're like, you want possessed indie, right? You want an indie with uh-huh. no shirt, right? And I'm like, I, I guess I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what the sons of bitches are doing? Remember, I'm, I'm hemming and hawing over the, oh, do I want to do the uh, build an artifact for the Ark? I'm not so sure. Damn, I want that snake temple with the Shankara yeah. stones in it. I it really com- do want that. It comes with six stones, lit and unlit, and the <laughs> lit stones are painted with glow-in-the-dark paint. So They're it's not even a battery deal. I'm all yeah. in. And it, it's also going to have uh, Dial of Destiny Indie and Helena Shaw, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge in that set. And you know what? I was looking at that Dial of Destiny Harrison Ford. He looks so good that I'm like, you never need to make a Crystal Skull Indiana Jones. Because 2008 Harrison Ford looks like 2023 Harrison Ford. Yeah, or uh, the 2008 Harrison. Yeah, the 2008 Indy should look like uh, the uh, Force Awakens Han Solo, which is probably one of the best sculpts they've ever yeah. done of Harrison Ford. Yeah, he he does look really good, and in fact, they improved that because you you were looking for him. I gave you mine, and then three months later, they came out with a new one which had a better likeness. Oh, and see, now I have that I- one. I ran into I ran the target and I saw him up there. Someone someone he was on a card still, and I was going, oh, but I've already got him. I didn't take a really good look at him though. They did so. the the digital scanning technology, which is hit or miss. I mean, mm-hmm. the uh, a lot of people are complaining about that the Indiana Jones doesn't look exactly like Harrison Ford, and uh, and I, I agree. Michael Crawford, who uh, runs probably the best action figure review site, said. Certain angles, it's exact. Certain angles, it's way off. And I'm like, yeah, you got it. I think the one thing that lets me down on this figure is the paint job. The eyes are really, really bright. Yeah. And they're distracting. Yeah. So I'm like, when they said they were going to re-release him with the Temple Idol, I'm like, fine. If you can tweak if you can tweak the likeness, then I'm all in. It looks like the Cairo Indy and the Temple of Doom Indy have different facial expressions. So I'm like, all right, those are new sculpts. They'll yep. probably be better because every figure line looks better than series one. And it's just, it's just the more and more I think I am more enthused for the temple of doom stuff than I am, than I was for the Raiders stuff. Cause to me, Raiders just really seems more. It's like, okay, they keep repeating all the classic bits from Raiders, but why don't we get a Marion with her uh, Ravenwood bar attire? Oh, I want that. Yeah. You know, why aren't we getting one with her, with the, the staff of raw, you know, the headpiece staff of raw necklace that she's mm-hmm. wearing. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and okay. So did I really, do I really need a Marcus Brody and a, a Belloc? In oh, his? I do. I, yeah. I, I absolutely do. <laughs> you have to, but can I tell you what I, what I maybe maybe for me, maybe, maybe not, but, God damn it, I do need that giant Bible with the page from Raiders. Oh, it looks great. And it's got and it's got like 3D scan with yes. with, with the illustration of like the lightning bolt coming out of uh-huh. That's just what the Hebrews thought. I, <laughs> it's like I, that uh, made me so goddamn happy. Yep. I saw that. I'm like, oh, see, now you know, now you got me buying that figure. I mean, or it's a two-pack too. So it's a two-pack, gonna... it's a two-pack, because we already got Belloc in the ceremonial dress. And this is gonna be Belloc. Um it's weird. Is it? It's, it's Belloc, the Cairo market when he was the in the Cairo market, market comes as with, well as when they go to the island. It and, comes uh, with the gun from Tunisia. Yeah. Is he wearing? Is he wearing the same outfit there? I know in Cairo he doesn't have the jacket or the hat. No, he has a jacket and a hat in Cairo. Remember when no, he's, he's sitting at the bar when they're sitting in the in, bar in, together. In, I'm sorry, in Cairo at in Tanis he doesn't. No, no, not in Tanis. No, he goes through more 
costume changes than yeah. uh, than anybody else. He's got a pith helmet in Peru. Yes, yes. Paul Freeman, great job telling you. He's another another classic. I, I, I will I will love how the that they make him Indies arch nemesis in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then when Paul Freeman shows up in uh, Young Indiana Jones, he's Indies mentor. You know, yeah. He's the one who teaches them how to make it up when you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm really enjoying this. You and I have been arguing about this uh, uh, back and forth. You've gotten some of them. I'm like, you need to get all of them because next year they will be gone. And look, like you, they got a, a tut with a separate melty face. Yeah, I know. I, I saw your, well, for folks who are listening to this podcast, you can't see that. John is showing me his figures as we're recording this. No, but video. these will be on Instagram and on the Facebook page. They're, yeah. they're you, really did, fun. Uh, you got to look at that post. I love the little corner shelf bit you did where you had them all posing around the ark. See, see that that's it right there. I yeah. gotta, I, I really, I don't have out of all my collectibles, all my Indiana Jones collectibles. I do not have anything close to an, an ark of the covenant and add to that. Mind you, you can find models and stuff, but it, I, to me, it's less, it's not sacrilegious if you're going with the movie version. Yeah, because the movie, uh, and, and you know what? I actually put all my accessories in the archive. Wow, very, so very handy. Quite clever. That's so quite I have clever. the idol and I have the non melty tote head and a bunch of different hands. I'm slightly disappointed. Indiana Jones came with like six hands, but they're already re releasing him, which I'm fine with. But like one of those sets of hands could have been could have been gloves he wore that for half the movie you know the well of souls and the airplane fight and in the the nepal bar he's wearing gloves the sideshow did it uh you know they're tan they're like they're like brown tan leather they're like leather gloves right they're workman gloves that apparently harrison ford borrowed from one of the set guys as they were filming he didn't have that's that wasn't from a costume design or anything it's just Mm. he needed some gloves some guy on the set one of the workers had a pair of gloves gave him the harrison ford to use for the shoot and now you have uh, indie cosplayers obsessing over the brand of work gloves and how to uh distress them you know so they look like in the movie and i don't know who this dude is but i sure hope he kept those gloves afterwards yeah yeah (laughs) And I would have, I don't, I wouldn't even need needed sculpted details on the gloves. Like I, I don't need a seam or wrinkles. It's like, just give me a couple of hands that are a different color. Just give me, just give me like beige hands. And also give me the Browning uh, power gun. I mean, the, the other gun that he uses in, yeah. the, in the Cairo fight. I mean, in the, in the uh, Ravenwood bar shootout, you know, because a lot of people forget about that one. They ever, it's always yes. the Webley, the Webley. The, the sideshow came with both. I'm actually very surprised that Hot Toys hasn't announced a new Indiana Jones yet because they they did a deluxe one, but the likeness wasn't great. I ended up selling them. I kept the sideshow and sold the Hot Toys. And with the new movie coming out, like, I'm surprised. First of all, I'm surprised Sideshow and Hot Toys have not done a Dial of Destiny. They have not announced one yet. And I'm also surprised that they haven't gone back and tried to perfect the Raiders one. Because it's been a long time. Yeah, you know this more than better than I do, but why is it with the technology being what it is, it is so hard to get a sculpt that looks okay. The 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 mass production folks, right? You know, the the Kenners and all they they just can't get make get it to look like Harrison Ford. And yet I can go on eBay and find these other like hobbyists who make great heads that I can switch out my, my figures for. Yeah. I think everybody's got a, a slightly different version. I think the thing about Harrison Ford, that's tough. Old Harrison Ford is very easy. And, and I've seen sculptors say that um, older, older people are easier to sculpt because you can find all the lines in their face. So that's why that force awakens hand looks so good because it's, that's the weathered Indiana Jones, but the, um, the younger Indiana Jones, I think, I think partially it he's young, he's handsome. It's hard to sculpt handsome guys, but he's not quite symmetrical. He's got a crooked smile. He's got a bit of a big nose. Certainly, I have, I can't say anything against that. Uh, yeah, but, but Harrison I, Ford does have a pronounced nose. That is that is does. a given, yeah. And it's one of those where, and also I think it just comes down to the fact that we all know what Harrison Ford looks like two dimensionally. Uh, we. 
very, very few of us have met him. So when he's presented three-dimensionally, I think that he there may be angles we're just not used to looking at. It's kind of like when uh, Playmates did the Simpsons figures. You never want to look at a Simpsons figure head on because it looks <laughs> <Yes>. completely <laughs> off. Uh, my youngest uh, said, as we were watching Simpsons, he's like, I hate when they look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I saw someone do a, a meme about that. Of all the times that the Simpsons do look straight ahead, you see their yeah. eyes in front, which just looks creepy. And it could be that, but honestly, I can't point to the perfect Han Solo. I mean... There, a lot of people are saying, oh, they've done a better job with Han Solo than they did with Indiana Jones. But um, go back. I I think that that first six-inch New Hope one looks good, but he's cartoony. He's not he's not trying to look photoreal. Right. And then the, you know, the the Return of the Jedi one is off in a, in a different way than the Empire Strikes Back one is off. I think it's just it's constant trial and error. And then of course a paint job can throw a sculpt way off. Like I said, with this Indiana Jones, like the white in the eyes is too bright for the tan skin and the shadow of the hat. And that just knocks everything off. But like, I give him an 85 and God damn it. Um, you know, if, if, if I say anything on this show, it's like, appreciate what you got. We've never had a six inch line of Indiana Jones ever. Mm-hmm. You know, we had three and three quarter that looked nothing like them. I mean, uh, they're re-releasing them now as retro and I haven't even gotten those yet. That that three and three quarter was my favorite toy as a kid until I lost it at the beach, because um, you know I grew up I grew up on the beach and thought it was perfectly fine to take a three and three quarter action figure into sand, <laughs> and then bury them and expect to take them home. But you know, in a way, you should be able to. And if they disappear, they disappear because they were they were what they were like four bucks at the time. Or yeah, whatever. three. The so pro- you bought the another problem, one, right? The yeah. problem is there were still always rare ones. Yeah. I never found a Marion Ravenwood ever again. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that I've I've seen all the reissues and I was like, I I bought the indie that was it because mm-hmm. I was the same way. I never well, I, I remember having an indie, but he didn't have any of his accessories and his thumbs broke off. Oh, his thumbs were notorious for breaking off. Yeah. I think because he had because he had the spring-loaded arm, yeah, yeah, to me, made with the harder plastic, so he's a lot more rigid. Right. So, and then I think, I, and I lost him over time too. So I just wanted that one just for the sake of the nostalgia. But then I look at all the other figures, and I'm like, man, did they intentionally make these things look crappy? You know, that, the they really were a heavy, step above Fisher Price. Yeah, like the really heavy paint jobs and the really yeah. poor sculpts and the i mean yeah, faces, yeah. You know, i mean like, i mean when you go back and look at the kenner star wars figures you know why luke is not han solo because he has yellow hair that's it and i i, I remember when they did those uh hasbro well they've done numerous reissues yes. of the, the classic the vintage ones but i remember i actually have one of the very first reissues that they did where you had to um you had to send away for it. You had to order it. I got the package, the special packaging, and I'm like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, the early bird. Yeah. I go, oh, my God, this looks exactly like the figures when I was a kid. Exactly. They, they, you know, and since then, they were like, oh, we need to change it so people don't try to go out and sell these as the as the originals. Uh, but, um, but I was going, okay, this is pretty cool. And then I go to the indie figures. I'm like, okay, yeah, I forgot. Indiana Jones is a redheaded stepchild of Lucasfilm. Yes. They never put their best effort into him. Or not it, then they didn't. No, it's always been this. And like I keep saying, this is a window that's open right now. And, and you know, that third set is going to have Henry Sr., the Grail Knight, Elsa, uh, Indiana Jones with a tie. And I'm like, we're probably going to stop there. It's like, yeah, I, I can come up with a long list. It's like, hey, there's no German mechanic yet. There's no Satipo. There's no Marion in the Well of Souls. There's no Marion in the bar. Like, I want, I will buy all these. But, God, you know, I, I'm a diehard fan. I'd buy Shia LaBeouf if they made him in six inches. Oh, definitely. No, I, like, I have to get, yeah, I want Indy and all the sidekicks. If they made a Mac, I would get his, I would get a Mac. If yeah, they if they made, made an Ox, I'd get him. Yeah. You know, I, I kept the entire 2008 three and three quarter line. I don't collect three and three quarter. You know, I, I gave up all my Star Wars, and it's the reason I'm not a vintage collector, too, to your point, is old toys look like crap. Mm-hmm. The good toys are being made right now, mm-hmm. and that's exactly. what I buy. I'd, I'd much rather have this Indiana Jones that just came out than an original 1982 because the toys were that late that it was a year after Raiders. 
Andy. And, we, you know, that had a string for a whip. <laughs> I know. I was looking at it. They did it again. It's like, and it's like a cowbell on the end of it. Yeah. Hold it. Like, yep. what? <laughs> That's so he can hold it. So, uh, yeah. But now what do you, so I'm twisting your arm. This is what, this is what I do with Steven with Marvel Legends. Yeah. How, so you've got two. And I know you're waff- you're questioning whether to finish finish this this series. How, I know you have a soft spot for Temple of Doom. So who's guaranteed in this line for you? And you're we're just talking about, about Six Inch. It's about oh through, for everything. Yes, for adventure series. Because I'm everything. Yeah, no. I'm every exclusive. I'm every variant. I'm yes. everything. All right. So I've already got the indie in the tuxedo from temple of doom on pre-order from target mm-hmm. i definitely want indy with the torn shirt from temple of doom i'm i don't know i bear shirt a hip you know voodoo tortured indy possibly oh which by the way hearing him refer to that in the dial of destiny trailer yes i was like as a damn it this trailer is pushing all the right buttons for me right now. It, it really is. is. And this I, new trailer showed so much of the story. I'm like, this looks like a really good story. It looks really good. But I, I'm i telling you, folks, and, if Indy dies at the end, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, if if I don't know. I'm, I'm not thinking about that. But if they handle, if it's a Logan situation, uh, then I'll walk out satisfied. I'll be like, that was okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to freaking, I'm going to freaking, um, 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 oh, harass James Mangold and said, you're not doing any more movies because you kill all my heroes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I want that. Uh, Temple, you got to have short round. I'm telling yeah. you, it, they didn't announce it, but if they come out with a Willie Scott, I definitely want a Willie Scott. I will. And I'm surprised about Molaram. There's rumors and there, and there are rumors. There's rumors that uh, Molaram is a stereotype, so they... They're shying away. They had no problem making him in the 2008 line, but there are rumors that Possessed Indy was supposed to be an exclusive, like uh, Club Obi-Wan Indy, and that uh, they had to do a switch because there was pushback against doing a Molaram. And if they're going to do that, I'm like, then just put him on Hasbro Pulse. You know what? Give me a two-pack that's Molaram and the big thuggy guard, or Molaram and Willie Scott. And you know what? You could sell me I mean, you could sell me anything in Indiana Jones, but you could sell me a Molaram, a Willie Scott in the dress, and the cage, and I would yes. pay eighty dollars for that two pack. Wow, that's the other. That's the one thing, though. I wish they would have. That's that's my one thing, and I know it would still be out of my budget. But man, well, play sets that could go with those those um, adventure stories. You know, there are no vehicles, there are no yeah. background um, items, no. Yeah. Um, you know, there's uh, of course, there's um, the uh, guy at Etsy. Is it Cardboard Cantina? Forget Car- that. He does. Yes. He does like dioramas that that now he's making them for the six inch figures. Mm. And uh, he's already done a couple um, Indiana Jones ones for it. He's got some good Star Treks. There's in the back of my mind. One of, one of my bucket lists is to build a complete Enterprise D interior. Hmm. with for the five inch figures and now the playmates continuing that scale with the new figures it's like i want to get the main cast in better sculpts and i want to have every single room on the enterprise and there's a lot of guys doing like 3d printed sets but uh this guy car i think it's cardboard galaxy he he's doing the hallways and i was like god damn it i could connect every single one of those play sets with his cardboard hallways um, oh, but back to Indy. Uh, definitely a Henry. Uh, and Indy definitely in his Last Crusade outfit, which of out of all the outfits is my the tie. Yeah. yeah, with the tie, uh, with a, a Henry Jones Senior. I would pay. I would. I would pay for a deluxe motorcycle, a sidecar. Exactly. Yes. Yes. They did. They did not do it in the 2008 line. They made a motorcycle that had a hole for a sidecar, and they just put a German soldier on it and threw it out. The Worlds of Adventure line for the for the young kids. There's an indie on a motorcycle with a sidecar, and the sidecar has a little rocket launcher on it. Yeah, I'm, I bought it just in case they decide to make a Worlds of Adventure line Henry Jones Senior mm. because I go, oh yep, 
And then, I'm thinking maybe they were doing that, and then you can get him later and put him in that in that. Um, yeah, center. I I avoided the world of, of adventure because I got all of the in 2008. I bought everything, and I got um, remember Superhero Squad. Yeah, they were yep, like they they were their... kind of like Smurfs. They were squat. Yep, I had yep. that entire Indiana Jones line, and then I was like, okay, this is this is that one. I regret not getting because that one also had uh, Ark of the Covenant with a uh, Balak. I had that, yeah, and you could put a ghost in it. Yep, yep, it had the little ghost. Yeah. yeah. Although um it's not a Hasbro thing, but today they announced a full Funko Pop wave. And, uh, and my my girlfriend Jill is a big Funko Pop collector and she went insane. And I'm like, Do you want an Indiana Jones? She's like, I want all of them. And then she added, I want you to buy them for me because <laughs> you love Indiana Jones. They did have that cool Temple of Doom one with the Shankara stones and the skull. I would say they also have a Raiders one where he's running from a boulder. Boulder. And they have any and Henry in a motorcycle. Yes. And yet the company did just drop how many millions of dollars worth of Funko Pops into a yeah. ditch, you know, into a landfill. Yeah. Nobody knows what that means. They said uh, because of the licenses, they were not allowed to donate them for charity. So they had, they, they couldn't like distribute unsold merchandise. Um, but, you know, you but yeah, but when they, the it, fact it, that they're, Dumping that much makes me think that maybe the the end is near because I like Funko Pops, but they're at there's no way they're not a fan. Which remember Mighty Mugs? Yeah, I have all those. I have the Indie Mighty Mugs. I have the I had, Rom. I have, a I have those too. They're they're basically proto Funko Pops. Yeah, I have I have all of those. So that's why I never really got into the Funko Pops afterwards. And a uh, Money Penny is angry about Funko Pops dumping their excess stock too which is why she keeps commenting in the background yeah because she's wondering what's in it. it reminds me of the like atari ets it's <laughs> like somebody's gonna go and dig those up yeah but I, so uh okay what else must i have uh i want an elsa they announced that there's gonna be an elsa yeah um, and a, and a Grail Knight. Oh man, because you know the Grail Knight's going to come with some cool stuff. But see, see, that's the thing in both this line and the old line. I, I keep looking back to the 2008 line, and I'm like, okay, these are the characters they made. I have them. I still have them. The Grail Knight is the one that I'm like, I could skip it because his visual is so different from everything else. Because you know he's he's a medieval guy in the middle of this, so he doesn't go with anything else unless you want him in that room. Although the Walter Donovan which is an exclusive comes with a uh, chose poorly face. A fault. Yes. And a false grail. Right? Yeah. So um, you can pose him next to the grail knight. I have, I and have that. Yes. I have my grail. I'm already thinking if, if I get that last crusade line of action figures, I can pose them around my, my grail replica. So, and uh, you know, I have my, my, uh, golden idol my raiders figures go around that mm-hmm. once i finally get some uh, a shankara stone you know that will you know my indie figures will go with that and I are you gonna get one, one or you're gonna get three i uh, just one okay this one i missed out on the the disney one which it wasn't great but it could light up and uh and i i missed it it went on clearance at one point on Shop really? disney although you can still find them at the at the at the at the parks so hmm. yeah that that that's your it's like the seven inch figures i had both of those but you're paying a lot to for you gotta you gotta go to florida or california pay to get in and then go and then pay full retail for it so it's not yeah. like it's not like oh it's available just you know build your year around getting one <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i i would like there are a lot of things i would like but uh, the, the must-have, it's – I've been waiting a very long time for short round. I'm even considering getting the, the retro-style short round too. Uh, yeah. With the retros, I'm either – I haven't gotten anything. I feel like I want to just get them at retail. I had them pre-ordered. They canceled the indie pre-order because he dropped in price. Right. And I didn't re-pre-order. And honestly, I, I just – Target's getting everything, and I'm like, I, if I'm in Target, I'll grab what I see. Mm-hmm. So it's like – they're there uh, now. They're all there. I've yeah, seen I just haven't had, you know, honestly, there's, you know, to be completely domestic about it, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, let's go to Target, and we end up going to Walgreens. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, for this, you know, the staple stuff, Um, I haven't had an, I haven't had a need to be in a Target for another reason, basically. Mm-hmm. And once I, once I, 
once I do, I'm sure I'll pick them up. But I do think it's cute that they did Last Crusade and Temple of Doom. But uh, some people were upset this weekend they didn't announce more retros. But I'm like, it's a kitschy thing. I mean, they canceled the Marvel line after, you know, four waves. Yeah, like, but... how how many do you really need? I mean, you know, these they... are they're really designed for you to keep them on the card. I mean, oh yeah, that and that's the thing. I I we talked about this. I went through a period uh, about six months ago where I started grabbing all of those Marvel ones, and I opened one, and I was like, yeah, he's got five parts of articulation. He's not yeah. great. And then I just kept everything on the card, and I think they're really cute. But I have a shipping case in my attic that's really cute. <laughs> you need to get a pegboard, you know? Then yeah, hang them all on there. Yeah, but it's like, what wall do I get, <laughs> do I give up? Like, I would love an old spinner rack so I could just put a bunch of comics on it. Yeah, know? but then that's in the middle of your room. It's like that's fine. It'd still be cool to look at. I, mm. I even have a spot in my family room where it could go. Hmm. Just the, the spot where the Indiana Jones pinball machine would have gone had I ever bought one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there are some collectibles that are so big. I will say, I did at one point. I had the Indiana Jones premium format statues. You might have seen them because I think yeah. I, yeah. And I had to sell them; they were too big. Uh, I know you saw this. I had the sideshow map room, which is now like a thousand dollars. But when I bought it, I took it out of the box and went. I don't have a shelf big enough to place this mm -hmm. like this needs a table and it sat in my basement mint in package and I sold it for double and now it's worth 10 times that amount. Mm -hmm. But you know, there comes a point. It's like, it's the reason I don't have a hot toys, Tim Burton Batmobile. No. You know, nobody has unlimited display space. That that's why I go back and forth, back and forth on whether I really want that uh, Lego set, you know, that. that yeah. Well, that. The, the was it that it, it, it are they also calling it the temple escape the temple escape yeah and yeah. you know what i have well then legos is is tricky you know my my uh, my sons play with legos and i'm like go ahead and play with legos and obviously they're going to lose the bricks you know they're going to switch heads and never switch them back i'm never going to have a complete set so but i have you know i have bins and bins and bins of piles of lego bricks that used to be the well of souls and the death star and the bat cave and the adam west bat cave and the enterprise and they're just piles of bricks and i have the 2008 uh temple escape in there and you know i have all the bricks i think the boulder's gone because it wasn't a lego boulder i i know i can't rebuild it i did rebuild the well of souls but i had to substitute a lot of stuff and and skip a lot of the the building pieces but then they announced a new well of souls and it was nicer mm -hmm. like the old one didn't have the mummies uh the catacombs in the back mm -hmm. and it didn't have the full statues you know uh you, you couldn't put the legos climbing the statues so i'm like well maybe i'll get it but then the temple escape i'm like i love that so much but i know in six months it's going to be a bigger pile of bricks it's like mm -hmm. the green pile will be a little bigger and the gray pile will be a little bigger <laughs> At least the Temple Escape one is is moderately priced too. It's like yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, forty bucks. It's not terrible. Well, yeah, the, I'm the, not sorry. The, the Temple Escape, no, the Well of Souls, the Well of Souls one. Yeah. Well, I found with Legos when people complain about prices, I find for the most part you're paying uh, ten cents a brick, because when usually when it's a hundred dollar piece set, it's a thousand pieces, mm -hmm. and I'm like they they even with licenses they stick pretty good, and when you look at it that way, you're like. I can pay 10 cents a brick. I mean, I, I bought the uh, Lego Daily Bugle last New Year's Eve, and I never broke that down. That's in my son's room now. That It was gorgeous. It was three feet tall and came with everybody. And I'm like, all right, if you have one Lego set for Marvel, this is it. That Temple Escape might be that. but uh... Well, if it would show up at Target while Target's having their sale going on right now, I'd be sorely tempted, you know. Yeah, uh, I would be. Or, you know what, if I was in your neighborhood and went by the Lego store, um, or honestly, I work, I work half a mile away from the Lego store. Yeah, downtown. In yeah. Downtown. And I bought, I bought the Adam West Batcave from them when they had that out. Mm -hmm. So those are things that's like, okay, if I'm in the mood, I have the money and I'm out, but I'm not pre-order. You can't pre-order everything. Right now, Hasbro is like, Hasbro's all about the pre-orders now. They're like, hey, tune in tomorrow because we're yeah. we're gonna have the pre-order for Doctor Doom and Captain Marvel. And I'm like, yeah, I want them, but you're not putting them out for another six months. Right. They're not limited editions that'll be sold out before they come out. Yeah, I love how they were doing that at uh at Star Wars Celebration. 
oh, all this is going to be available to pre-order at such and such time uh, in America and this time in the UK. I'm like, all right, well, but what, what, what's the point? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not of it. I mean, if it sells out, then they know they have enough time to go, Oh, we need to make more of them. And then when it's released, it goes on sale for, and, you know, to purchase immediately. And they announced the return of Haslab for something. I did it. Yeah. For Star Wars, but nothing. See, I hope my, my hope and uh, with Indiana Jones, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not thinking this is going to be a huge thing that runs years. But I do think if it runs long enough, they did say this sold better than they expected the first wave. So if it keeps up, I could see them doing the truck as a Haslab. And that's I would, the one thing I covet. That's the one uh, thing I miss. The one thing I wish I'd gotten. Yeah, I I have the two thousand eight three and three quarter one, and it is really nice. But imagine a six inch scale one. Yes. With yes. like like real canvas, and then just action features that fall apart and. You know, like a windshield that breaks, and so obviously Indy, can... like dra- being dragged behind yeah. it. Yeah, you know? yeah, and then the and then you know what the uh, all the stretch goals could be German soldiers. I have a feeling this time around. I think because Nazis are all over the place, because we really have Nazis on unlike two thousand eight. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get like Dietrich or Vogel or army builders in this series. So it's like Haslab could be a way to go. I mean. In the 2008 line, they didn't put any swastikas on anybody, but they did like the green fatigue German soldier. And they yeah, called them German to. soldiers. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to do them this time. No. Well, it's funny because uh, it was a little bit jarring to see uh, Mads Mikkelsen wearing a, a Nazi uniform in that trailer. I'm like, whoa, okay, we're back to them again. Yeah. We're not, we're not dancing around it. It's, it's, it's them. No, and in the 60s. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, there's, uh, yeah, I, well, three out of the five movies have Nazis. I have I have a feeling, though, they're going to have a new twist on this. I have a feeling. From what I've heard, it's about the space race. It's yes. about the, uh, the Nazi scientists that were given amnesty to work on NASA, well, the pre-NASA, work on the Apollo missions, and Indy's got a problem with that. Yeah, and I have a feeling that the Mad Mickelson character who... Uh, they're trying to they have they drop that line you know um hitler made all these mistakes and with with this i can correct all of them i don't think he necessarily means hitler uh losing the war i think it's a lot of things that hitler did that he felt he shouldn't have done well raise the lost ark said his hitler's a nut on the occult yep he's obsessed with the occult so it could be a payoff to that of like hitler didn't use the occult right so you know, it's a reason I consider Hellboy to be part of the Indiana Jones universe. It fits perfectly. Yes, that's, it does. That's why I love Hellboy. I mean, Mike Mignola, of course, probably in his mind, it fits too. But uh, just don't die. Just don't die at the end of it. That's all I'm asking. You know what? For for all the complaints people had of Crystal Skull, I'm still cool with it because it gave you know, it was great. It was it uh, in Indy had a happy ending. If all of my heroes die because in the movies they don't live past seventy, <laughs> I would be well, a little was bit. It, uh, I, I, it, it's a line from Sandman that I always think of. Um, but somebody there's a, there's a, a writer who says all my stories have happy endings, and another character goes, "That's because you know when to stop." Yeah. So. Uh, well, we'll see. Again, yeah, I have, I have, I was the one who had, had confidence. Who I declared that James Mangold can make a make a really good indie movie in you know in lieu of Steven Spielberg. So yeah, I I still have confidence, and I tell you, um, lat when I went to see John Wick four, they showed the first indie trailer on the big screen, and I I've seen this trailer you know twenty times, but on the big screen, I really felt it. And I'm like, you know what? That if you execute it well, I'm okay with it. And I'm with you. Like, I love that first half hour of Crystal Skull. And like, I'm I don't leave that movie angry. I just kind of shrug. Yeah, yeah. It was. There could have. There were things that could have been better. I would have changed, yeah. but you know. But, you know, there's yeah. things I would have changed about Temple of Doom. Yeah. Do you make have it a, a tad, make it a tad less racist? But you know. Yeah, and and. <laughs> And maybe Indy's not that big a dick. 
Yeah, no, he's a well, yeah, he's a he was a dick in Last Crusade. I mean, even more so. So, you know, yeah, but he had his father to slap him in the face. That's true. That's <laughs> so he had true. his father to keep him on the straight and narrow. And that, uh, do you have a greatest thing this week? Uh, greatest thing. Uh, well, no, I will. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, well, we've talked about it, but it has stepped up yet again. Um, okay, Picard's getting to the end, oh. and God bless it if that again yet another episode where it I, it had me up and cheering, literally yep. cheering. I I am um. I'm so excited. Did you see they're they are showing the final two episodes in IMAX? But, ah! not, but not in Chicago. No, of course. Uh unfortunately. It's funny. I I have been, you know, I'm with you. I've been loving this, loving this, loving this. And it's funny, we were talking about uh Star Trek last night and my, my girlfriend's casual in Star Trek. She goes, Well, the one I really love with ne- was Next Generation. I'm like, then why are you watching Picard with me? I'm like, if you like Next Generation at all, you ha- this is the end. You have to be watching this. So this is a season I'm going to watch over and over and over again. Uh, um, it, gave, it, gave, it gave us first, the two best lines I've heard so far was first, well, the first, wait, did you throw an asteroid at him? Goddamn right I did. And then, of course, fucking solids <laughs> yeah I, don't, I love they don't mind cursing it was an f-bomb i was like yep. I, that came out of nowhere but it was perfect it was perfect we had some f-bombs in season one and people made people were upset about that and i was like yeah but this was this was done right this was the right one it was per it punctuated it perfectly I, I know people are saying Terry, Ma- Terry Metalis is the savior of Trek, like especially if you don't like new Trek, which I happen to like. He's probably the Dave Filoni of Star Trek. Yeah, he he's, gets it. He, yeah, he's of our generation. He grew up with it, synthesized it. I mean, he worked on Voyager and Enterprise. He was Brandon Braga's assistant, mm-hmm. so he's a he's like a Kevin Feige. He came up through the ranks mm-hmm. working on this. Like he worked on this as as an entry level person. But yeah, it's just like everybody's everybody's getting a really, really nice moment. And man, just all the ties to Voyager and Deep Space Nine. It's just every time they do something like that, I'm I'm like, oh my God, you're really pulling everything together. It's it's not just like it's not just like a check. You know, like mild spoilers, but like Tim Russ comes back in this in this past episode and i was like oh my god it just opens the world a little more it's like it reminds you oh yeah all of these characters from these different shows all live right now and where are they i mean they did that in the later on in the in the in the next generation films i remember uh like janeway yeah janeway pops up yeah pops up but it felt that felt very like you said like checking off yeah a box because she makes reference to some things that happened before but it's like you could tell she they gave her a scene. She talked to a camera, and then boom, yeah, yeah, she's on up. screen. She didn't meet anybody, and it's it's after the show ended. But yeah, I'm really loving it. Um, my greatest thing in the week. I mentioned it a few times, but John Wick Four is actually really good, and uh, I don't think there's a bad John Wick movie. I I still think the second one is the best one. The third one felt a little bloated, and this one kind of feels like that. But it uh, it's a really good continuation story, and I'm. I I've been very impressed with the John Wick franchise, how each movie has built on the last one really nicely. It, it hasn't just been like, all right, let's do it again. You know, I, um, I was listening to uh, unspooled and they were talking about the first John Wick and Paul Shear made a great point. It's like, it's like they could have so easily been like, Oh, they killed his dog in the first one. Now he got a cat. Oh, they killed the cat. Now, <laughs> you know, it could have been the same inciting incident, but each movie has raised the stakes and continued from the last one that the, the decisions he makes in each movie have consequences in the next. And that's what I think keeps it a really uh, well fleshed out story. Even, even if it's a close line to, to you know, hang Hong Kong fights on um, they have, it hasn't jumped a shark at all. Well, and, and it, uh, from my understanding, the John Wick series is, has started a lot of, of debate or, or discussion that, they probably need to start considering stunt work for an Academy Award. No, I think they should. They should have been with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. But, you know, unlike The Matrix, which was his last big one, when you look back at The Matrix, it's like that first movie is a classic. None of the sequels are worth watching. 
But John Wick, it's like after you finish that first one, uh, even more than Indiana Jones, it's like, all right, put on the second one. So uh, it's still I have not the seen other... a single John Wick movie, but they're all on, on a Peacock, I believe. So You should see them. They are real good. <laughs> I just uh, don't want to see the donkey die. That's my problem. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, I was watching it again with Jill, and she had she had seen the first one. She's like, why do they have to show that? I'm like, so you hate those guys <laughs> because John Wick is going to kill a hundred of them <laughs> for the next 90 minutes. I don't want to see that, you know, but then he gets a dog in the next one, and, he, and I, I remember watching the sequel where his doggies, the opening of the, the next film, he's like, walking through the streets of i don't know was it tokyo or san francisco yeah most of them are new york new york and it's raining and he's him and the dog and he puts the dog in a cab and sends the dog off to safety i'm like okay that's good yeah they're (laughs) they're they're really well done i you know you're not gonna be disappointed close your eyes you know it's like bambi just close (laughs) your eyes it's gonna be one minute you close your eyes at that point well, if uh, if you want to know how to find us, uh, if you're listening to this with your eyes closed, that's perfectly fine because uh, we are an audio podcast. Uh, however, if you want to watch us, we do video podcasts of the MCU Review and Top Men, which are both on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, but they're available on YouTube and on Facebook Live. Uh, we may start doing every episode uh, on video, so if that's something you want to see, let us know. We may live stream or we may record it and put it on YouTube. You can watch our interview with Doug Drexler, uh, the Star Trek legend who created many of the ships on Picard and is a big part of the season and is a really great guy and tells fantastic stories. You can see that on YouTube right now. So if you're enjoying that and you want to see more of that, let us know because really, honestly, it's it's uh, publishing video as well as audio. And I'm on not on my book on Twitter and Instagram, and I'll I will be posting a lot of Indiana Jones toys pictures. Elliot, how do we find you? I'm at Elliot Serrano with two L's, two T's, and two R's across all socials, with the exception of TikTok, where it's Elliot.serrano. If you want to find me there, I've been posting my own pics and um, a lot of variant covers that Marvel Comics has been putting out in celebration of different X-Men and Spider-Man events. <clears throat> and uh, yes, of course, the uh, Top Men and Indiana Jones podcast. There is a Top Men Indie podcast uh, uh, Instagram page. So go to Instagram.com slash Top Men Indie podcast to see all the indie stuff that I've been collecting, as well as the MCU review and review cocktails, REVU cocktails on Instagram, where you can find the different uh, themed uh, drinks that our own Thomas Jetner has been creating for the shows. And wait, we will have a John Carruthers pizza, uh, pizza connoisseur extraordinaire from Chicago will be joining us on top man to do what an Indiana Jones themed pizza. Ooh. Watch out. I think we're going to do it for dial of destiny. So that should be oh. fun. Sounds great. Uh, Either way, we will talk to you next week.